You are now listening to High Five the Podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff too. Now let's join our hosts Q and J as they broadcast live from the writer's room. The show starts in one... Or, um, I, from The American Vandal, I thought of another really good name for an autobiography. The American Vandal show uses the phrase, the site of the alleged hand job" a whole lot. Uh-huh. And I love, do you watch it? I was binging it earlier today. It's so good. And so I, I love the phrase, the site of the alleged hand job," <laughs> And they use it a whole bunch. I'm super into it. They even do those, like, documentary replays where it's, like, computer animated, like, nothing people. Right. But they're, like, sitting on a dock, and you can see, like, this fake girl giving this fake hand job. And there's, like, this model penis. It's like, the the hand job is here, so the viewpoint would have to be here. (laughs) But they couldn't get a good viewpoint. So this hand job is right here. But the people on the uh, smoking pot on the bridge, they couldn't see it either. So this hand job's going on right here. And the only line of sight is this place right here. It's uh, real funny. Amazing. It's real funny. So that's real funny, and so is the title of Jay's upcoming bi- autobiography. Yeah. That is my mouth. Good, Good sir. sir. Subtitle, The Side of the Alleged Handjob. <laughs> that's a weird That's <laughs> yeah. a weird title. Speaking of mysteries, did you see how <laughs> why, I... Why it's a mystery? Yeah, I, I rolled it in. I rolled it into a thing. Uh, we're here doing something that we don't normally do, which is we are recording an episode live from the back room of the crying wolf in east nashville because we are just about to do bill murray bingo which everybody knows us for when people think high five the podcast they think bill murray bingo they do well, they think bill murray so well yeah of course uh which would make sense but then so the show. if anyone hears music or celebration or jocularity or in the people background, or people listening or and people watching listening, us live it's because we're, we're recording a live episode and we've gathered all of the suspects right. into the same room and we've invited and Inspector Piro hmm? to come and help decipher this mystery. <laughs> is he here right now? He is Inspector Hiro Kuro. No. That's right. not even close to his name. I was going to go along with it, but I can't. No. I think it's Hercule Is it? Is it? Hercule Does he drink Le Croix? He does. And he likes the sounds that Duck makes. Le Croix. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> It was very terrible. That was really bad. Noob Noob gets it. Noob God damn, that's <laughs> hilarious. Um, so, hey man, I'm ready to record our top five murder mysteries. I am so ready, and it's a mystery to me which one's going to be your number one. It's a mystery to me why we haven't already high-fived and gotten this shit going. Let's high-five. Solve it. Quack. Should we high-five? High-five! 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 High-five, son! Woo! High-five! Don't let me hang it. Your suspects that I am Arnold Schwarzenegger for some reason. <laughs> Your accents are just getting progressively worse. Do you think it's on purpose? No. Should I say it's on purpose? Probably. It's a mystery. <laughs> Who knows? That I'm murdering these accents. I see what you did there because we're talking murder mysteries. Top five murder mysteries. So when we say murder mysteries, we're talking like when Harry met Sally. Right. We're talking Annie like Hall. Goosebumps. Um, Twister. <laughs> the most they famous f- murder they mystery. They find all. out, spoiler alert, the murderer is the Helen tornado. Hunt. Oh, oh sorry. damn it. You ruined it. <laughs> uh, well, I thought, you know, we've, we've seen the movie. I right. didn't know that you were. I mean, everyone's seen the movie. It's from the 90s. So if you don't know that Helen Hunt's the murderer in Twister, well, then, I mean, you should have guessed it. And stop listening to our show because you're not. The clues were there. That we want. Now, I do have to say, though, we decided on doing murder mysteries because we're excited about the upcoming adaptation of Murder on the Orient Express. Totally. Um, got a great cast. We actually, you know, shared the preview of it on we our trailer would list, town. We would list the cast, but it's like. 37 it would be the whole it would be the whole episode Uh um so let's just say kenneth bronig and some other people johnny depp johnny depp for i imagine john here's my prediction for that movie johnny depp's in that movie for five minutes really because the premise of murder on the orient express is that there's this rich american billionaire who gets murdered on this train from like istanbul to paris right and then all the people on the train are suspects i Imagine 100% that Johnny Depp is that rich American billionaire. And so he's either going to be not in the movie at all except for the beginning, or there's going to be a lot of flashbacks to people's like accounts of their experiences with him. Do you think it'll be a backdoor tie-in to uh, 
uh, Snowpiercer? Fantastic Beasts oh. and Where to Find Them? Probably. And it'll just reveal that he's Grindelwald at the end? Yeah, it, like at the end it's going to be like, what, who killed Johnny Depp? And they're like, uh, Colin Farrell. I'm like, no, Colin Farrell is Johnny Depp. Surprise! And then, and then it, Agatha Christie will fart in her grave. And then you just hear, dun 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 And then, it, then the camera like pulls back out a window and then it looks like a normal train, then it pulls out a window again, and it's Hogwarts Express, and you and see, then, like... And then all of a sudden, Hogwarts it's like, you're a pirate, Harry. <laughs> call back. Call back to the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what I was explaining about this episode being difficult was because we wanted to do a top five murder mystery episode yes. for Murder on the Orient, Orient Express. Totally. But then when I started to dive into it, in my head, I had imagined... The classic Agatha Christie style murder mystery where like all the suspects are in a, a, an enclosed space. There's a detective kind of like, you know, what Saved by the Bell or Family Guy or all those shows in the 90s would spoof when they do a sure. murder mystery episode. For, for a split second, I thought you were using those as examples of like classic murder mystery movies. You're like Saved by the Bell, they're, Boy Meets World. They're classic murder mystery spoof episodes of the 90s TGIF Yeah, because they always did the, like, noir. Exactly, like, oh, mystery. all the kids go to, like, this really expensive hotel, but someone's getting, you know, their someone's butt murdering. Yeah, someone's getting their butt touched. Um, so that's what I had in my head. And trying to think back through movies that were that premise, yeah. outside of Agatha Christie adaptations, which I have one on my list, but in, like, Lifetime movies... Yeah. There weren't a lot of those that existed. No. Most of the murder mysteries were what I would consider crime thrillers. So when you messaged me about this episode and you were like, hey, man, so what are we what, – what are the parameters of movies that qualify for this? It was and based you, on me having this problem. Right. And you had said – you said, are we, are we talking just movies in general where someone gets murdered and the culprit is a Unknown. mystery until yeah. the end of the movie? Or are we talking specifically Agatha Christie style, everyone's together in a room, somebody gets killed, everyone's a suspect? Right. Like who – you know, someone, so-and-so did it in the – laundromat with sure. the hammer or you know, like that type of thing and for me the reason the main reason that i wanted to include both uh just uh movies where someone gets killed and the killer is unknown as well as you know confined space kind of whodunits was because um you know when i make my list we do it from kind of two different perspectives right uh, my list tends to be from more of a kind of movies that i enjoy the most and yours right. Yours en encompass so much more than that. It's movies you enjoy plus kind of the the technical importance of the film in right. cinema history, um, as well as you know the 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 achievement of the film. Right. Um, well, I like to look at it as a best, you know, a right. top five, and right. so I try to take in all aspects. Now, with this list, what I basically did was built criteria in my head, and then picked movies that applied best to that criteria. So, for instance, I'll explain what I did for this list. Cool. It has to be, there has to be a murder involved. It can't just be like a bad guy or, a, you know, a bank robber. Sure. Hence, and, murder mystery yeah. movie. There has to be some sort of lead inspector trying to solve the mystery. There has to be, like, clues so you can figure out things along the way. Okay. And thirdly, and most importantly, you cannot know who the killer is. Okay. Or the reveal at the end. So for a lot of the ones, and I even did some research online a little bit to see what other people classified as these, but a lot of times it would be movies where you would know who the killer was because you'd do like quick cuts over to the killer doing stuff and then back to the detectives right. trying to figure it out. And so I eliminated all those right off the bat. That's if totally you fair. know who the culprit is before the end of the film, then you're right out of this list. Sure. And so that now those you can were know kind of, you can have been introduced to the culprit, yeah, of course. but not as the culprit. Right. There, you have to be able to piece together the clues of it. Gotcha. And so, or in in one case, kind of barely introduced. <laughs> okay, that's totally fair. Barely. I totally respect that. So that's where I'm coming from. Like, how did you build yours? So my my list was basically very similar criteria. Basically, my list can, it was comprised of uh, you had to have a killer that was unknown. Until the end of the movie, maybe, and uh -huh. uh, foreshadowing, and uh, dun, dun, dun. There, ha there absolutely had to be a murder. I mean, right. it's a murder it's mystery. It's a murder mystery. Right. I didn't want the reveal to be like, surprise, no one was killed. 
Everyone like was alive every, the entire time. Like on every Save by the Bell spoof. Exactly. Like no one really dies. Just or, FYI. Or all, it was all Sean's dream. Right, everything's fine. Everybody was wearing bulletproof vests. <laughs> cool. Um, so those were kind of mine. And then I just basically went straight off of, okay, what mm. what do I enjoy the most? Like what yeah. when I think like a solid murder mystery, what do what what rings to mind? But I will go ahead and warn you, there's two on my list for sure that I am curious to see if you will qualify as, like, effective murder mysteries. Well, you know me. I, I reserve the right for you to have your own list, but I also reserve the right to be honest about how I think of yeah, that totally. list. Yeah, totally. 100%. And I reserve the right to ignore your opinions about That's it. That's right. Now, before we dive in, I'm about to do my top five. Okay. Do we want this to be a spoilery one? Like, do we want to reveal... Because for some of mine, one of the reasons they're on the list is how the reveal is done or what the reveal is or how it subverts expectations. Do we want this to be spoilery or do we want to kind of try and talk around the issues? We can talk around it because I feel bad. I feel like we're almost kind of doing a a disservice to the listeners because if they haven't seen a lot of people will get messages all the time that people are like, oh, man, this you made this made me want to go watch this movie. So people may not have seen some of right. these movies, and I say if they haven't, I don't want to ruin. Okay, I don't so we'll kind of dance around it. Sure. Um, now I did have like a couple honorable mentions, but I'll mention those as we go along. If okay. you If you have them on your list, so. totally, I'm into it. So Jay, break it down for me. Give me your right. first clue. Number five. Our first clue is that this was. I'll actually give it to you in clues. This movie was released in the year 2000. Okay. Starring. An actor with initials G.P. Okay. And directed by Christopher Nolan. Oh, I already know what this is. What is it? This is Memento. This is Memento, motherfucker. Hold on. I'm going to pause you right there. My number five is also Memento. Is it? High five. It is. High five. Well, this is a perfect opportunity to then talk talk about about Memento. Should we start at the end and work our way backwards? We should. 100%. Absolutely. So, Memento was one of those that sort of, it blew my mind the very first time I saw it. Totally. Because it is a puzzle. And that's what you want in a murder mystery. Which is why, for me, it lands squarely on this list. Because everything about that movie is a mystery. The first time you watch it, it's probably, at least for me... 20 or 30 minutes into the film before I realized, oh, the black and white scenes are, like, in the past, and the story's working to the middle. Oh, absolutely. And it blew my mind because I wasn't expecting that at all. Oh, no, definitely. I would say that for me, it was... Um, so the first time I watched this movie, obviously I had never seen anything like it, and I, don't, I still don't know that I've ever seen anything like it again. I mean, it's pretty it's much true. like a very, like weirdly original kind of thing. Well, and it's interesting, too, because Nolan, I think Nolan, almost better than anybody, plays with time. You know, outside of maybe the, you know, the people behind Primer. But, like, all of his movies have some semblance of time being an element. So you take Inception, and there's, like, time slows down inside the dreams. And so there's, like, these elongated periods that take seconds. And then even in Dunkirk, his newest one, the story is told in three different time periods, but it's really like oddly structured in the way that it's done. So he loves to play with that idea of time. And for me, this one kind of hit all the great criteria because Guy Pierce, as the lead detective with all those tattoos, as over he's his body, going along and he's marking things, yep. because the, he, pr- the premise of the movie is he can't make new memories. So basically. And I don't remember if it's every couple hours or basically at the end of the day, like once he goes to sleep, he basically wakes up a blank slate. It's literally, I believe, if I remember the movie correctly, there are scenes that indicate that it's every like couple hours. Okay. Like it's just any, there's like a big moment. And once that moment's over and it sort of dies down, immediately those memories start. Yeah. To Cause fade. I remember there's scenes where he'll like, he'll kind of uh, zone out in a car. And right. He'll kind of wake up and be like, why am I here? Like, yeah. what am I doing again? Or like he gets a clue and he has to go get it tattooed like right then. Immediately. Well, he'll. He does the pin tattoo, yeah. which is pretty amazing. And so, like, it kind of hit all those perfect moments for me. And there definitely was a murder mystery. He's exploring the murder of his wife. Yep. He has a suspect who he's looking for. And he sort of has a sidekick in Joey Pants. Right. Um, 
but just the way that it was structured, obviously the acting in it and Carrie Ann Moss is fantastic, but what really jumped out to me about it was definitely the direction. Like, I oh, think Christopher sure. Nolan hit the scene super hard with, with momentum. Now, I mean, technically it's his second film because Following was the first. That, yeah. But Following was such a limited release flick that this is widely considered Christopher Nolan's, like, first I agree. mainstream movie. And had it been his, quote-unquote, debut, it would have been, you know, on my top five debut list, but... It wasn't, so it wasn't. Yeah, but I would say, okay, so for this movie, for me, I also liked that they, they in it, they tell the story of, and I can't remember the character's name, but this man who basically also had a short-term memory loss mm-hmm. and was tasked with giving his wife, I believe it's insulin shots, and basically, at one point, almost kills her. Right. Because he, you know, it's kind of the test. The wife starts to wonder if he is actually having this this problem or if it's just him you know some sort of which i've always had a problem with that scene because you don't have to get like five injections of insulin to test that this is going on like maybe do two maybe i think maybe ask for tea a whole bunch (laughs) yeah i think i think the problem is is for that it you know if she did if he did two it's gonna take the five to kill you so if he did two he could still be faking it and just he and just still be and just it. risking it. You know what I mean? But I mean, for that, her, it was that final like like if you do this, this is actually going to kill me. Are you committing to the bit? Right. <laughs> like how, exactly. <laughs> how fucking committed are you to this? But I loved how that kind of paralleled yeah. the movie, and so you kind of well, get and these, the stories like, dovetail story. together exactly. at the end, and they that experience, that other case that he worked, and his case end up unbeknownst to him becoming interrelated. Right. Which is real cool to watch. Totally. Because you're getting this full-on other story that mirrors his situation. But then, like you said, at the end, it kind of dovetails all together. And the ending is just amazingly, like, beautiful and brutal at the exact same time. And it's one of those reveals that I genuinely didn't see. Me neither. You know, you and I have talked, and we've watched movies together before, and you and I are pretty good about, you know... uh, I'm going to throw this theory out there. I think this is what's happening. And usually that's kind of somewhere somewhat related. Yeah. But for this one, I I genuinely had no idea what was going on. I mean, I knew what was going on, but I had no idea what the reveal was going to be. And then once it happened, I was just fucking blown away. And the the other thing about the reveal, especially with this movie, and honestly, as we talk about it, I kind of wish it was further up on my list. Because one of the things about murder mysteries that I always am looking for is – does the explanation make sense for what was on what was in the story? And you know, a lot of times they'll just be like, "Oh, it was this guy," and it kind of doesn't make sense, but it makes enough sense where you don't think about it. Right. But in this one, it was one of those where the reveal happened, and it was kind of like, "How did I not see that?" First off, but two, everything made sense totally. So All it was the this little perfect puzzle that have been laid out throughout this entire movie. Even things that you didn't think were necessarily right. pieces to the puzzle it kind of comes clear in the end and then they kind of give this like flashback reveal where it's like everything kind of laid out for you in a more linear time frame. And that was the brilliant, uh, that was the brilliant move in that movie. I think because when you have a character with short term memory loss, the reveal technically can be in the middle of the story because then the main character won't know it for the second (laughs) half. And so him telling like the concurrent stories that work towards the middle was sort of that brilliant move of saying, the reveal isn't at the end. I'm just hiding it until the end. Right. And it was a mastercraft in storytelling. I and totally, so I totally that's agree. why for me it lands strongly on number number five. five. For both um, of us. Because it technically is a little bit more of a crime thriller. Sure. But it was still such a good mystery. Absolutely. And a fun ride. I totally, totally agree. So All yeah, right. solid number five, Jay. All right. So speaking of fun rides, mm-hmm. that's a clue for my number four. Uh, the year... Is 1974. Okay. Stars Albert Finney, who okay. we all love and adore. Amazing. Right, Noop Noop? I'm right. a huge... Noop Noop gets it. <laughs> Goddamn Albert yeah. Finney. You're a, you're a Finney fan? Yeah. And it was, in my opinion, the best portrayal of Hercule Poirot oh, shit. on film. I haven't seen this. Do you know what it is, though? Nope. This is the 1974 original Murder on the Orient Express. Awesome. 
So this is one of those movies, and I know you always make fun of me for throwing in those old classics, but there's something about the feel and the essence of a lot of those that are great. The reason that this one is on my list is it is the, in my opinion, the perfect embodiment of that murder mystery style movie. Yeah, break it down for me. And I am curious because obviously this movie is going to, this story, yeah. I'm assume is going to be the same story unless they've dramatically changed the plot for some reason I would as imagine. the upcoming movie. So be careful because I want right. to see the new one and I have I know nothing about these movies so or the story. The story is there is this train that runs from Istanbul to Paris. Okay. And there are I think 13 or 14 passengers in this main area of it. And there's like a duchess and there's a doctor and there's a um you know a uh, a diplomat and all these different types of people. Sure. And then there's this really rich American on the train. And so the beginning of it is just them kind of all on the train having interactions with each other. And then the rich millionaire gets murdered. Okay. And unbeknownst to everybody, this, this inspector, Hercule Perrault, is on the train. And he's like, I just happen to be like the best at this. And this is a character that Agatha Christie used in a lot of her novels. So sort of like a Jason Bourne, if you okay. will, but he had a memory. Um, <laughs> so he basically, a good one. the rest of the movie is exactly what you imagine a murder mystery to be, is the inspector interviewing everybody, figuring out clues, saying, well, th you said this, but this doesn't make sense with this time period, and oh my God, we passed, you know, all the times are wrong because we passed, you know, the, an international dateline, and so everyone's off an hour, and like how it all fits together, and then it literally ends with the classic, get all the suspects in one room, I'm the inspector, and I'm going to explain what happened. And reveal. And, and do the reveal. Cool. And one of the reasons, and this is kind of the one that I ask about spoilers, because I was real scared about this one, but one of the reasons that it's higher than Memento on my list is because the reveal is genius. Okay. Well, that excites me because I one know. of those things, for me, I'm going to be honest, watching the trailer for the new one, I'm really excited to see the new one. It looks really cool. I kind of like the, um, they've put this really weird, like, 1920s flapper style, yeah. but also with this real, like, neon kind of, I like, love the aesthetic. It's it's really cool. It almost feels like a Baz Luhrmann film. To it be does. Honest, a little w bit. Without the music. No, even the... Even but even the, they had even that one music, pan scene. Right, yeah, true. and it, and it kind of had the music, and then you kind of have this, like, David Fincher Fight Club pop-ups yeah. like, with, like, saying who everybody is. It it felt fresh while still being, like, a period piece. Yeah. Um, so that excited me, for sure, for seeing it, definitely. But it's one of those movies, and for some reason, and, and obviously, you know, what you just said about the ending, um, it's one of those movies that I was watching, and I was like... It's going to be lame because you've got everybody on a train. Like, right. how, how complicated can this reveal be? You know what I right. mean? Well, and that's the fun thing about it. Okay, so Albert Finney plays Hercule Poirot. So he's this genius inspector. And Albert Finney, in his younger years, you know, we, we know Albert Finney from, you know, like, I think Big Fish. <laughs> that's think totally, Albert that's Finney. exactly what I think. But too. he has that, br that beautiful voice, and he always has. Can I just say one of those huh? things? You know how you have Bill Pullman and uh, Bill, Paxton. Bill Paxton that get mixed up? I always get uh, Albert Finney and um, Brian Cox <laughs> mixed up <laughs> I for can some totally reason. see that. Albert Finney, I think, is the better actor. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but for some reason, those two in my brain, just like Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman, are kind of interchangeable. Yeah. People. I can totally see. And I don't that. know why. I can what I what I can definitely say is that Albert Finney is not in Dodgeball or Super Troopers <laughs> or Super Troopers or X Men, whatever. X Men, or three. the shitty one. Yes, <laughs> but in this movie, Albert Finney is fantastic. I think even him and like one of the uh, one of the suspect actresses like won an Oscar for it. Like it was, it's kind of this classic murder mystery. Like when you think of. I want to see this type of thing, like the Saved by the Bell or Family Matters or Boy Meets World type of murder mystery, or when you go to a murder mystery dinner. Sure. They're themed after these <laughs> Agatha. As you do yeah. every I, Monday. I have been to a couple because they're fun I have never shit. been to one, and that sounds they're amazing. They're fun as Can hell. we do this? Can yeah. this be a thing? Let's have one. I would, yes, let's, let's have do one. it. That yeah, sounds Newt gets it. <laughs> so, um, but it, it is kind of that quintessential what you want in a murder mystery style of story. You know, it's what movies like Clue were spoofing, basically. Okay. And so 
if you want that, and if you want a good Agatha Christie adaptation, this is the movie to go to, which is why it's number four on my list. So now you know the killer, right? Yes. Because you've seen this movie. Yes. So, But you're still excited to see the new one? Yeah, because, one, the twist is so great, and I'm, I, I hope they do it the way that it's written and in the original film. Okay. But I want to see it done with these actors and with this aesthetic that they've promised on the trailer. And that's why I think I'm more excited of, about it than you are. Okay. Because... Because I know the story, I can then appreciate everything else that they've done to it. And casting and, choices, too. And exactly. I'm sure you're probably like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's cool. like, I like oh, that. oh, right. oh, right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out a theory here. Okay. This is, this is uh, a spoiler theory. I, will, I will neither confirm nor deny your theory. It has nothing to do with any of the characters or the ending I love of it. the movie. I have a theory that the aesthetic of the movie is not going to match the trailer. I very much fear that. For some reason, something reads to me that this is one of those one of those situations where they gave this trailer to a trailer house. Uh-huh. They cut it together and they did this like punchy music and these punchy like neon And Bronin's like, oh no. Well, the studio <laughs> was just like, that's fine. We need to get people in to see this because right. people are going to be like, I don't give a shit about this Man, I hope. piece mystery. I hope beyond hope that that's not the case. Because you remember that's what happened with Suicide Squad. You remember it hearing is. about that? They the movie was done. They gave the trailer the the trailer footage to this this the trailer house to cut it together. They cut it together with a different style than what the movie and they had. made it like poppy and fun and and they did all those like bright neon graphics and the music and people went fucking ape shit for the trailer and then the studio actually went. Uh, Reshoot the movie Let's recut the movie to match the trailer Which was weird because I don't think either one of those actions could have saved that movie No, and what the weird part is too on that movie Just to go off on a total tangent uh, They only like really recut like the first part of the movie So the first part of the movie kind of feels like the trailer and then (laughs) So it literally feels like they copy and pasted like two different sections (laughs) of the movie And they just kind of like shoved it together and they're like this will be fine. Like, <laughs> it was not fine, but they did it. <laughs> We've got people stuck after the first 15 minutes. So <laughs> right. if the rest of the movie doesn't match it, it's fine. Well, they've already paid. Yeah, it's fine. So, They're here. They're watching it now. So if they find out that Amanda Waller is just a weird character, then they can just leave. To- totally Fuck them. Fine. They can leave. We have their 15 bucks. And we don't even have to play Bohemian Rhapsody That's in the true. movie. Because <laughs> we don't have the rights for anything else <laughs> yeah, besides just the trailer. The trailer. So that's yeah, so that's my that's my prediction for this movie, and I'm fearing it too because yeah. to be honest, that that alone has what is what has gotten my excitement up is the aesthetic of right. the movie. Uh, I dig that kind of style when they do that mashup of like kind of new world and old world. Right. Really it's like. almost like a uh, it's almost like the hipster version of steampunk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally. One hundred percent. Definitely. Uh, so, so that's a yeah. solid choice. I'm excited to see it. Obviously, I can't speak to where it's placed on your list because I haven't seen the original. Right, right. So, uh, but I'm excited for it. For so sure. that hits my five and four. Yes, yeah, we know your five. Yeah. So give me your four before we uh, go to a commercial. Break. All right. So my number four. I'm loving it small, already. Small drum roll. My number four is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That was one of my honorable mentions. Amazing. Okay, let me explain why it's not okay. on my list, okay. and then I want to hear why it's on yours. Okay. That one, to me, edged too far into the crime thriller. Okay. And it was super funny. Yes. And so for me, the ones that are on my list apply more to the stipulations that I put. But I had it bolded on my list and was like, can I move some things around? Like, but then I would have to get rid of Memento. And I was like, I don't want to get rid of Memento. Right. And I was like, oh, but then I have to get rid of Murder on the Orient Express. And I was like, I don't want to get rid of that because that's a better murder mystery than this. Can I t- blah, 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 blah. I'll give you my I honorable mention. on this one. There, it was between this and one other movie. What was the other that one that I battled? And this one went out on the over the other. What one. was the other one? The other one was Brick, with Joseph I had Gordon Brick on it. my <laughs> list too, and it's also an honorable mention. And that was a really hard. Like I was really having to kill my babies on that one. Like that one really upset me. Brick got edged out because it's a gumshoe story yes. and not a murder that mystery. That is exactly <laughs> why. And this one danced so close to yeah. that line as well because it's basically a new age noir yeah. crime thriller. Because it is. Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is basically your kind of narrator 
noir right. or detective character. And because you know it I mean? was noir, that's why. See, I don't have a problem with it being on your list because I spiraled about this sure. movie. But it's the same reason Nice Guys isn't on my list either because it's more of a noir right. than a murder mystery. And for me, on that one, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang leads or leans more towards murder mystery because it is the story of tracking down this murder. Right, right. As opposed to even Nice Guys, for that example, ended up being less about the murder and more about your two main characters and a giant conspiracy, conspiracy yeah. that kind of was going yep. on. Um, right on the nose. of what, Those were my notes exactly. So this one, um, I, f- I just fucking love it. It's great. Shane Black is just... Awesome. And this is one of those things. So um, this movie for me kind of flew under the radar. Like when it came out, um, I remember hearing some like buzz about it in just kind of like the indie scene. Right. Um, which is weird because Shane Black now you think Shane Black and you're like, you know, big blockbuster. Well, yeah, not, not an independent director by any means. But this movie was t- it totally had this like real like kind of mean uh, independently produced feel. Well, it's kind of like Brick in that regard. Totally. Is that I love the director of Brick. I love... Uh, Rian Johnson. R- Ryan, I think. Ryan. Is it I R- think it's Ryan. Rowan? Yeah. Rowan? R- Ryuk? Rowan? Rihanna? R- Rihanna? Rihanna Johnson. Rihanna Johnson. So when... <laughs> director of Star Wars 73. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that w- that this one for me... Yes, I, I, I I'm actually kind of... Going a million places in my mind, but yeah, Shane Black for me, this one did fly under the radar for me as well. I did not see it in theaters. Nope. And I didn't now either. everyone talks about it as being the revitalization of Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Totally. Which I guess I can see because this movie got him the role in Iron Man, and, and if we know what goes on from there. Well, this came out about there was two noir movies that mm. Robert Downey Jr. did. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and about the same time he also did The Singing Detective. Have you seen that? No, I I remember it, but I had to, never saw it. We need to check out the singing detective. Okay, together. pretty good. He plays like a burn victim writer, nice. and he has these hallucinations of being a noir detective. Oh, cool. Um, and it's super weird, and it's a musical. I'm and in. It's just I'm in it. Yeah, it's awesome. Let's it is do also it. a murder mystery. Um, oh, kind of. Is it number two on your list? It's not. Okay, it's not on my list at all. It, honorable mention, sure, maybe low, <laughs> sure. low on the list. Sure, whatever. Um, but so kiss, kiss, bang, bang. This is kind of one of those things where at first when watching this movie, I, I really didn't know what to think, <laughs> what to think of it. As but I was you're like, wow, it. Val Kilmer got fat. Yeah. That's, that was my first thing. That was the, and now it's actually on the trailer. It was like, you know, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, Robert Downey Jr. You've seen him from the eighties. And remember when Val Value Kilmer was Kilmer. Fat? Yeah. It's like Island to Dr. Moreau after he ate all of his hybrids. <laughs> so mean it is. that's cruel it but is. true 100 true this is like you uh, know what i'm mcgruber my, level val Kilmer. my my mouth is writing checks that my ass can't cash 100 so. <laughs> percent. that's amazing <laughs> um so yeah so for me i mean this movie this is another one of those it kind of plays with your um perspective on things it really does and this was like the introduction of michelle monahan who is in everything now, totally. it seems. But, you know, she's, she does great on the path right. with Aaron Paul. But this was, like, the first time I had ever seen her. Yes. I think this was her first movie, actually. Her first, like, big movie. Right. Playing Harmony. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you've got uh, Perry Van Shrike, Val Oops. Kilmer. And then you've got Harry Lockhart. And now, Robert Downey Jr. is an actor. Yeah, as I say, tell us the premise for people who don't know. Okay, so basically, or excuse me, Harry Lockhart is a... Thief, a crook, a swindler, if you will, who uh, basically ends up auditioning for a mystery film while he's on the run from the police. And he gets the part. And so it's basically him being kind of like thrust into the Hollywood scene. And he ends up doing a ride along with Perry Van Shrike, who is a legitimate detective. Right. And then a actual hijinks ensue, right? And which is like the honest to god time I can use the phrase hijinks ensue, and it's accurate. It is one hundred. So many hijinks in this movie, Um, but it's it's awesome. And uh, for me, it was absolutely kind of at least a a revitalization for Robert Downey Jr. in the sense that it put him back on my radar. Right. Um, I knew him, of course, from. Weird Science. Well, of course. Was that where? Is that right? Yeah, Weird Science. He plays one of the yeah. one of the friends. And uh, 
What's Heart and Souls? Oh wow! Do you remember Heart and Souls? No, I was thinking it's more where like he plays like the the kid that has uh like a a bus full of people in uh featuring Charles Grodin and um fucking Josh Brobin. No, Brobin? what is um <clears throat> what is that actor that's in the Tarantino flicks? Uh, not Madsen, but the other guy that kind of like. He Harvey Keitel having a porn tape come out a while back. Do you remember? Oh, that? Harvey Keitel. No, it's not Harvey Keitel. Hulk fuck. Hogan. No, fuck. Stop. Kim Kardashian. I can't even think. No. Uh, a basketball player. But it had a bunch of people. And Angela, Tommy Lee. Angela Bassett was it? Pamela Anderson. Okay. So this bus crashes Brie in the 1950s. Larson. I fucking hate you. And Brie Olson. Yes. That was it. Brie Olson. She had a porn tape yeah, come out. Yeah, 100%. Um, this bus crashes, and all of these ghosts of these people from the 1950s attach to this little boy and become his, like, what? imaginary friends. And they disappear. Is he the little boy? Yeah. That's well, amazing. Well, I mean, obviously, he's not the little boy. He's oh. the adult version of the little boy. Oh. Although, that would have been an interesting... I didn't know if he was, like, a child actor, and this was, like, a long time ago. <laughs> they did, like, a real baby geniuses. I didn't they, know like, if it was, like, a flight of the navigator type head. of thing. No. Uh... And they disappear after a while, and it's basically a Drop Dead Fred situation. I was going to mention Drop Dead Fred. Where they come That's back number one on my murder mystery. For him as an adult. And their whole thing is they can't cross over until they help him with some unknown thing in his life. And they don't know what it is. And, and he, he doesn't either? he can see them. Yeah, he doesn't know what it is either. Amazing. It's basically just like we need to make him a better person. Like he's a <laughs> shitty So it's kind of like Bruce Willis and the boy. Yeah. But it's fucking weird and amazing, but that's what I knew him from. That's funny. Over everything else. That's real funny. Um, but, th- yeah, totally revitalized it for me. Of course, Val Kilmer, famous for The Island of Dr. Moreau and nothing else. And nothing Top else. Gun. That's it. <laughs> that's it. And uh, what was that fucking movie that he did the where Saint? he played the genius? Oh. Was, some, was it called Genius? No, no. It was called True Geniuses. True Geniuses. Or True Genius. True Genius. Which is actually very good. What was that spoof movie that he did? Top Secret? Top uh, I think, yeah, I think it was. The Zuckerberg movie yeah. or whatever. Zuckerberg. Um, but he was also in The Saint, which is a terrible movie. That is great. Just awful. That is greatly bad. I uh, really like your number four. Yeah, because but it anyway, was an honorable mention. Yeah, for it's me. my number four. So, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Go check it out. It's a weird ride. It's funny. It's got some kick ass twists that you won't see coming. And it's and real action y. It's very action y. So, it'll keep, you, it'll keep you on the edge of your seat. So that's it, man. So we're going to take a break, listen to some shit. We'll come back and do our top three. No. Maybe. This is no ordinary train. This is the legendary Orient Express. Witness to many strange adventures and foreign intrigues. From Istanbul to Calais. This is no ordinary passenger. Monsieur Poirot is a detective. This is the world's most celebrated crime fighter. I take a professional interest in crime. Agatha Christie's brilliant Belgian detective. Oh, Belgians? I always thought you were French. Albert Finney is Detective Hercule Poirot. This is no ordinary mystery. Touch nothing. This is Agatha Christie's most perfect crime. Murder on the Orient Express. Starring the greatest cast of suspicious characters ever involved in murder. The murderer is with us now. You can identify the murderer? Lauren Bacall. I mean nothing of the kind. I mean there was a man in my compartment last night. Monsieur. Martin Balsam. She did it. Thou shall not kill. Ingrid Bergman. Jacqueline Bisset. He makes it sound like a poison. Jean-Pierre Cassel. Monsieur Hercule Poirot. Sean Connery. How did you know? Beddoes. John Gielgud. Mr. Beddoes. He did it. The butler did it. Wendy Hiller. You never smile, Madame de Passet. My doctor has advised against it. Anthony Perkins. It seems like I'm kind of incriminating myself. Vanessa Redgrave. Not now. Not now. When it's all over, when it's behind us. Rachel Roberts. And I... Richard Widmark. Let me show you this. 
Michael York. He did it. The Who's Who in the Who Done It. Ladies and gentlemen, we now come to my own reconstruction of the night of the murder. Murder on the Orient Express. Should we make the movie Monstery Mash Squad? Yes. Yes. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> so we get all the kids together for Monster Squad. We convince one of them to kill somebody. Yeah. And then we have a mystery about the monster I'm, killing. I'm going to take that and I'm going to raise it a little bit further. I'm going to say that one of the kids kills somebody and the monsters have to solve it. <laughs> right. They're the detectives. We're so, living in a world where monsters and humans cohabitate. Right. And so... The kid kills a monster, and then the monster defense attorney team No, I'd like it together. even better if a kid just kills another kid. Oh. <laughs> and then he hires a monster detective. the monster squad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> ah, the monster squad. So it's basically like a people versus O.J. Simpson type of thing. It's a but, real courtroom drama, but actually. all of Johnny Cochran's team are monsters. <laughs> yeah. You've got Invisible Man. He's really good at sneaking into places. Which I don't know why they do this with Monster Mystery Squad, but... Whenever they're interrogating a, a, a suspect, they always make Frankenstein do it. Right. And he doesn't have, like, good vocabulary, so no. he's just like, you murder. And they're like, no, I didn't. He's like, fire. And they're like, it wasn't with fire. He got shot. He's like, how you know I know say shot. And he's like, ah, you got me, Frankenstein. He's like, booyah. <laughs> so that's that so much. I also, I just got to throw this joke out here because I've been sitting on it. Also, you've got the mummy because he's Dustin for Prince. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, we need to get back. And to then, like, and then Dracula comes and he's like, let me sink my teeth into this mystery. Oh, shit. Oh! Oh, God, I hate all of this. So I know. Much. It's so terrible. Don't edit it out. Wonderful. Oh, I'm not. It's okay, staying for sure. Uh, so let's segue really fast yeah. into my number three, yeah, two, so one. So, Jay, break down your three, two, one for all me. All right. So we did five and four. My number three is one I've actually mentioned on the show already. Ooh, I'm intrigued. So I'll, I'll give you my clues again. Okay, see let's if you do can it. piece it together. I love it. It's released in 1985. Yes. Directed by Jonathan Lynn. Okay. And stars Tim Curry. This is Clue. This is one of my favorite murder mysteries of all time, which is Clue. It is totally Clue. Yeah. And it is my number two. Is it really? High yes. five. Ooh, clue number two. I struggled with this one because what I have as two and one, I just think are better. Yeah. But this is a favorite of mine. I Absolutely. knew it was going to be on this list. It's inspired by all those old Agatha Christie stories and those spoof episodes of sure. television shows. But this one was one that took it in a, it wasn't pure satire or parody, but it was just super funny and Kind of the first time that someone took a board game or a video game that I can remember and, and made it. something good Which out of it. Which is real popular right now. Yeah. I mean, we even just had the Emoji movie. The Emoji movie. We got Lego movies. We've got Battleship. They're taking games and properties and toys and just making shit out of it left and right. But yeah, Clue was definitely, and with a high caliber yeah. comedic cast. But the reason, and this one I have to ruin because the That's reason fine. this one is so good is that the reveal at the end is that everyone did it, and there are seven or four or five different endings. Yes. I, with the first time I saw that movie, I laughed so hard because when they did the first reveal, I was like, that makes sense. It was totally, you know, John Cryer's character, right. who I forget the whole cast, but it was like, it was totally that guy. And then it kind of pauses, and it was like, or, right. and then it like reverses itself and starts back at a very like recognizable scene. Totally. And then they give a different explanation and it also makes sense. And then they do it again and it was so good. For each of the characters. Yes. Through, including Tim Curry's butler. In, yes. Because obviously it was the butler. Yeah, obviously the butler did it. Totally. And Tim Curry is very scary. Amazing. He did it. In the sewer with Georgie's arm. He did. He did, like, he did it. That was the reveal. Totally. That's a very dark game of Clue. It was. It's like who did the killer? Is like it was Tim Curry in the sewer with with the children. With, with, the children. <laughs> with a children. <laughs> <laughs> they all float down here. They all do. And uh, you're the killer. Um, 
I totally agree. This is one of those movies. So this obviously we were children when this came out. So neither one of us saw this movie in the theater. This was obviously had to be for both of us kind of later in life a little bit. This was a I saw it on Comedy Central. Right. That's legitimately I saw it on Comedy Central one day when I was like not in school. For me, it was one of my parents had it on VHS. Nice. And so it was one of those where I was just bored sitting around. I was probably like 10 or so, 10 or 11, and watched Clue and fucking <laughs> loved it. It's just it. so funny. It is extremely funny. And it's got, um, I mean, you've got, uh, I'm trying to think here, Tim Curry. You've got, oh, what the fuck is his name from Lenny and Squiggy? Uh, oh, Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon. Yep. Um, He's great in it. Mike, okay, let me put this out there. Michael McKeon is great in everything, from Clue to This Is Spinal Tap to um, Better Call Saul. He is incredible. Um, for me, uh, speaking of, this is, this is Spinal Tap is one of my favorite comedies. Just of all time. Of all time. I mean, sure. we've got Madeline Kahn, who's a great comedic, comedic actress. Oh, and how can we forget? Christopher Lloyd. Christopher, Martin Mull? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about Martin Mull being in there. That, um, oh, so good. Eileen Brennan. And I love that they kept the names. Like, so it was Colonel Mustard and Mr. Green and Professor Plum. Plum like, yeah. they did a straight adaptation of that board game and made it work. Oh, totally. 100%. Um, so, yeah. I mean, th there's really not a lot to say about this movie because it is pretty much a straight yeah. comedy um, for but the it most is, part. It is... The reason that it's so high on my list and the reason I have it above Murder on the Orient Express is because it took everything you want from a murder mystery from those Agatha Christie templates and made something just from beginning to end incredibly enjoyable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's so high on my list because when I think of it, it's kind of like, who did this the best? And they sort of whittled down everything to the murder mystery essence. Oh, for sure. Definitely. And then just showed it to me and made it funny. Exactly. And it was great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Clue. My number two. Your number three. three. So, I'll go to my number two. Do it. My number two was released ten years after Clue. Okay. It's not relevant at all to the movie itself. Okay. Um, it stars a bunch of people you would know, and it was directed by David Fincher. All right. Your number two. Is seven. Oh, that is not where I thought you were going with it. Okay. I know. I know, but keep hold, hold your horses. Okay. Seven to me, and this is one that I kind of struggled with because this is very much on the um, crime thriller, dark kind of thriller side. Yes. It's a serial killer movie, which isn't really you know murder mystery, but everything revolves around them trying to figure out who this unknown person is. Kevin Spacey. It, and it's Kevin Spacey. And this is the one I mentioned earlier where you're – Vaguely introduced we can, to him. We can say that without really ruining the movie because the he reveal, shows up like twice, right? In like random scenes, and the reveal really doesn't it, it doesn't have to do with it no. being him. No, it's kind of what he. It's the plan that he yes. lays, and that's the reason for me why it is one. It's one of my favorite movies ever, so it's going to be high on the list just for my sheer enjoyment of it. But also, it hits. So hard on the nose that idea of a puzzle. Oh, film. for sure, definitely. And that's what I'm looking for in murder mysteries: is this great puzzle. So there are clues, there are motives, there are suspects, there are, and this one actually has like vicious, great kills. 100%. But I loved the theme of someone killing in the vein of the Seven Deadly Sins to make this point. And and, and it was like following clues from one murder mm -hmm. to the next. And, and they, they decipher the clues, and they, they work with them, and then they get to the next person, and they, you know, Kevin Spacey wanted them to get to the next person. So then it just... It has one of the, one of the coolest in reveals, too. Where it you're does. Where you're just like, shit. Well, and that's why... And it's bleak. It it's is a bleak, super bleak movie. It basically, Kevin... I mean, without ruining anything, Kevin Spacey basically wins. Yes. And that, to me, I loved. I loved the subversion of, well, this is a mystery, this is a thriller, this is, there's a killer, and we're going to catch, and everything's going to be okay. Right. They figure everything out, and then everything's still not okay. Right. And the reveal, those last ten minutes of that film, are just a master class in cinema. Oh, 100%. Like, from the, from the, the sound editing, from the writing, from the acting to how the camera shots are done. Yep. They like start out with these huge expansive views of like 
just the country road and all the circuitry right. wire. And then it just gets closer in. And then it's just all close ups on Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. And then it's a close up on the reveal of what's going on. Right. So it just kind of it breeds this anxiety, which you kind of want in a murder mystery totally. when you're getting near the end. 100 percent. And it encapsulated all that so well that it just I knew it was going to be high on my list. Right. So I love it. That for me is my number two. That's super solid, man. All right. Now, are you ready for my number one? Yes. Okay. I've prepared myself. Here are give, my clues. Give me the clues. It is released in 2007. Okay. Also has a cast of a lot of people that you would know. Okay. And is also directed by David Fincher. This is your number one. This is my number one. This is my number one. Zodiac. 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 Yeah. High five. five. We get the jinxies on yes. Zodiac. Fucking love. That makes me Zodiac. so happy. Yes. Okay. So do you want to talk about your number two? Oh no, your number three, and then we can talk about Zodiac together. Yeah, totally. Okay. So re- t- tell me your number three. We'll put a pin in this, like in a dead body, and then okay. we'll come back. Perfect. To it. So my number three, also a comedy. Okay. Uh, also featuring a pretty big cast of characters. Turner and Hooch. No. Damn it. Who framed Roger Rabbit? That's one of my honorable mentions. My other honorable mention, by the way, is Chinatown. Oh, that's such a good movie. With Jack but that Nicholson. is, again, more on the noir side. Same reason L.A. Confidential wasn't and on so this list. And so is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Now, but the whole concept is um, Roger Rabbit is kind of set up as the killer from the beginning of the movie. And all of the clues kind of make sense that yeah. he might have done it. And the end reveal is one that you... Definitely don't see <laughs> It turns out it's Professor Plum. The entire time. The whole time. With the candlestick in the ballroom. In um, Toontown. Um, but it's the murder of R.K. Maroon of right. Maroon's Picture Studios. And or is that right? Is it R.K. Some, Maroon who gets like killed? That, yeah. or, or Acme. It's one of, one of those Something guys. like that. It's not Acme, but I think you're right. R.K. Maroon. Um, and so basically the concept is it is also a film noir. Yeah. So you've got uh, Bob Hoskins as the detective. Who is perfectly cast. It's totally awesome. He's the best. Like him or Walter Matthau are the only two people who could have done that role. Because he plays such a like, good like, curmudgeonly mm-hmm. kind of asshole yeah. and he and it's basically populated in a film filled with like happy-go-lucky yeah. cartoons basically they asked Wilford Brimley and he said no right. and so they went with Bob Hoskins and it was great and it was amazing I remember Who Framed Roger Rabbit as being the first time I really paid attention to live action and cartoons in the same space and and was blown away amazingly yeah. like even like he messes with his clothes and you see his tie like flip around and it looks like they're interacting with these creatures. And for me, from from a technical achievement standpoint, it was brilliant. I mean, it's one of those things where, um, I mean, we see a lot of movies now where, you know, CG characters or cartoon characters will interact with people. Right. But this was really kind of the first yeah. big version of that big well, studio film. And we even saw it later, like <laughs> something as dumb as Looney Tunes or that Looney Tunes Return or whatever it's hey, called. stay tuned for uh, we're going to be showing Cool World. Here we speaking, are. Speaking of we another are. movie where they do this. But Looney Tunes did it so much worse. Oh, than totally. Who Which is crazy Rabbit. because it came out years later, except for Space Jam. Yeah. I fucking love Space, Space Jam. Jam's I don't care great. what you say. I didn't, Everybody I didn't mention. get up. It's time to jam now. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to let everybody soak in that. But yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was one that I heavily considered, but just due to the noir, thriller, crime aspect of it, that to me, it was more of getting someone off the hook as opposed to finding a murderer. Right. That's the only reason I negated it because I struggled with that one too. But I did think it had a big who is the murderer reveal at the end. And And it's it's also a a big conspiracy thing too. Right. Yeah. Which Uh, is a bummer. but, But yeah, so that's my number three. So, so it lands That's there. great. And then t- Clue is your number two. Clue's my number two. And we share Zodiac. Which I am super fucking excited to be right? able to do a Jinxies on this. How great is Zodiac as I a murder Zodiac mystery? I saw Zodiac in the theater. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, it is one of, I mean, just the story itself, the real world story, is one of the greatest murder mysteries of all time. And here, let me explain, and this is going to be sort of a spoiler, so I apologize, but... The reason for me that it's number one, not only that it's a technical achievement and Fincher is great, is we never know. Yep. We never find out the killer, and it's way better than From Hell. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's just that to me of that idea of we're going to give you this thriller, this murder mystery, but be true to life and not reveal who the murderer is. Although they heavily hint at it. Sure. They're kind of like, 
we're pretty sure it was this dude. Right. They never say, it's this guy. We never get the suspects in the room and say, you are it. There's no arrests. You know what I mean? And it even, it goes so much further. That film, one of the genius things that it does. I, okay, so the, the premise is Jake Gyllenhaal is, uh, he's a game. He's like a crossword writer, isn't he? He's like some sort yeah, of for, symbologist. Yeah, for uh, yes, the New York Times or uh-huh. something or wherever. And then uh, Mark Ruffalo, who's great, is a journalist. Yes. And the police have basically given up on finding who the Zodiac Killer is, or they just are running into dead ends all over the place. So these two journalists take it upon themselves to try and decipher the Zodiac clues and figure it out. And they sort of get way too entangled in the case as they should, like ruins lives. But the thing I love about this movie is it doesn't just take place during the time where everyone was paying attention to the Zodiac Killer. It goes like 10 or 12 years later down the road to show these people still obsessed with it when no one else cares. Oh, absolutely. And that, to me, was what sort of solidified it as its own beautiful thing. I totally agree, 100%. And um, I just love the way that you are kept in as much dark as the main characters are. You know what I mean? Things are revealed to you as they as they understand them. And yeah. then the end is exactly how they understand yeah. it. It's you, you can draw conclusions, but you'll you never have no know. way to prove it. You yeah, know it's not I like mean? the BTK killer that we f- you know, we found out who he was. You know exactly. So and and again. It, David Fincher is one of my favorites. You know, another one, he does a lot of these murder mysteries. Like he did um, the the girl with the dragon tattoo, which was all, which can also be considered a murder mystery. Yes. But again, very heavily on the noir side, which is why I kind of nixed out for me. But this one, one, I just love this movie. I think it's a technical masterpiece when it comes to filmmaking, just the, how the shots are done. And it's legitimately scary in a lot of parts. Like oh, where, I totally agree. You know, there is a murderer on the loose who is a genius. And especially the scene where Jake Gyllenhaal's in the basement of that house, and you hear, like, the footsteps and the creaking. Up. That's one of my favorite it's scenes. such a tense scene, and it's so horrifying and doesn't it? It doesn't feel out of place. I absolutely it, like those elements make that movie. I absolutely agree. So I'm super glad, and I don't want to talk about it too much because we get to do a whole episode. Yeah, on I it know, now, and I am very fucking excited about that. So um, let's so roll we back go? through your list, yeah. man. Okay, so uh, my number five is Memento by Christopher Nolan. Uh, my number four is Murder on the Orient Express by Sidney Lumet. Um, yes. My number three is Clue by Jonathan Lynn. My number two is Seven by David Fincher. And my number one is Zodiac, also by David Fincher. David Fincher obviously makes some of my favorite modern-day murder mysteries. Clearly. And so my list, Q's list, uh, my number five is Memento. My number four was Kiss Kiss Bang. We shared first and last. I know. Isn't that weird? (laughs) My number four uh, was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. My number three was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. My number two is Clue. And my number one was Zodiac. I I love it. I think both of those lists are very, very strong. We shared three of them, which were the three that I kind of would hope we would share. Right. Especially talking about this topic. Sure. But, but yeah, I feel good. I feel good about the reveal of this. All the clues led to the right conclusion, I think. We did. So um, I think right now is a good time to take a break. We'll let you guys listen to this percolate on the on the mystery that we've supplied you a little bit think about it and we'll be back with a game right after this after these messages we'll be murdering you every person in this room has the perfect motive stand back for murder what do you mean Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Why are you screaming? Because I'm frightened! What? Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? If I was the killer, I would kill you next. Huh? Said half. Half. Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's the matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Miss Scarlet, who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? No. No. 
no. Paramount Pictures invites you to an evening of mystery. Let us in, let us in, let us out, let us out! Murder. This is getting quite serious. And madness. In the movie that makes a scene of the crime. So Clue. It's not just a game anymore. And the reveal is, it was you the entire time. No! But I did it. You did. But I, but I did it. But I totally did it. I did it. All right. So we've done our lists. Yeah. We've had some commercial breaks. We did. Now it's the time that everybody listens to our show for. It's game time. It's motherfucking game time. And we have created a game between the two of us. Yes. That we, are, that we like. And yes. we're about to play for you guys. Yes. And it's called Mystery Match. Yep. And the premise of this game is Q... And I will give each other the titles of murder mystery movies. Yes. And the other person, unbeknownst what those titles are, will have to come up with the premise of that film. Yes. So who who wants to start? Do you want to give me a title you first? You give me or? a title. Okay. We'll do it. So do 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 do. You could edit out some of this this dead air while I'm thinking. Okay. So. Okay. Got My it. title is a night in the peach pit. Ooh, okay, I got it. You ready? All right. Movie takes place in Georgia, obviously. Obviously. Um, the the movie opens with the scene of a body being found in a peach farm. Ooh, right? okay. Okay. In a tree. Ooh. Okay. Uh, you've got a wise cracking Southern detective that's got to kind of figure it out. Right? Willem Dafoe, hopefully. Yes. Yes, um, and the suspects are the farmhands. For you've got like six farmhands that have all that were all working the field and are the only people that could have had access to putting that body up in the tree in the time period. Nice. And to play into the title of Peach Pit, the way that the end reveal is done is after the autopsy is done, it turns out that during the struggle, the pers- the body, the person bit off. Uh, f- the tip of the finger of the killer, and it's in their stomach. So it's nice. the peach pit. Nice. I like it. I would watch that Boom. movie. Boom. Boom. Done. All right. You're welcome, My Hollywood. Turn. All right. You ready for yours? Yeah. All right. <laughs> the title. The title of yours is Burger or Not a Burger. <laughs> okay. So the movie takes place at a Whataburger. Uh huh. And. Every we'll have to get the rights to that, of course. Yeah, of course, of course, which we will. It'll cost like 12 bucks. Um, so it's a, we're in a Whataburger, and someone is eating a gigantic Whataburger, and they're uh-huh. loving it because right. the Whataburger is real good. And they're like, mm, this Whataburger is so good. good. And then they vomit up what looks like acid. Uh-huh. So this person has been poisoned by someone at the Whataburger. Ooh. There happens to be a detective eating at that same Whataburger. So he secludes all of the employees I'm into it. and the customers. And it sort of breaks into this cabin fever type of thing. And what it turns out was that the guy who died had slept with the owner's wife Ooh. and broken up their marriage. So the owner had framed one of his cooks into feeding him a poison sandwich. So it turns out, not a burger. Not a burger. <laughs> An owner. Oh, shit. Yeah. I love yeah. it. That's pretty solid. Okay. All right. I like that. All right. So your next one. We'll do another round. Okay. Do one more round. So the next one, got to get my juices flowing. I, I got I to gotta percolate a little bit. I, I don't know what it is, so I'm stalling That's for time. The, I like That's it. That's what I'm doing. Can't I'm tell. stalling for time. Can't tell at all. So your, your murder mystery uh-huh. is... High rise for high times with high guys and high flies. Whoa, I thought you were going to say high fives. No, no, I, I didn't. That's uh, the mystery. All right. So high, high rise, high rise with high times with high guys and high flies. Yes. All right. So this is actually going to be a murder mystery set in the Twin Towers. Ooh. Right? The plane did it? Yes. <laughs> 
That's the reveal. That's it. We did it. <laughs> Turns out the plane was the killer the whole That's time. So Is insensitive. That too soon. So insensitive. <laughs> too soon. But I'll go with it. But you went with it. High guys in a high rise with high flies. Yep. You basically you wrote the movie <laughs> with the title. I did. I kind of gave it away. Just like Murder on the Orient Express, yeah. there's a murder on a train. Right. But the whole thing is told in reverse. Ooh, I like it. Kind of a memento style. I like so it. So it starts with rubble. <laughs> we have to end this bit. <laughs> okay. We have to end this bit. <laughs> I'm done with this bit. Okay. That's fair. And then the rubble builds itself back up. No, okay. We're done with the bit. Okay. That's fair. So that's our game. That's it. That was a it. lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And we've we've <laughs> alienated all of our listeners right. with that. No one will ever listen to the show again. Nope. Uh, we're probably going to get k- kicked off iTunes. Probably. Um, just for being insensitive dickholes. Which is great. So we apologize. So if you would like to complain to us, you can complain on Facebook.com yeah. slash High Five the Podcast. Yeah. You can complain to us on Twitter at at High and then the number five, the podcast. You can reach out to us at our website. At, at high five the podcast.com. All letter rows, no numbers. Or you can email how angry you are at us to my five at high five the podcast.com. Don't forget to check us out on Letterboxd. And we'll have a we'll have this list and a bunch of other lists up and some movie reviews that we don't talk about on the show. And then um, you know, if you would, uh, leave us a five star review for how angry you are at us. That's and true. that would be great. And tell us who you think did it, J or Q. <laughs> Let us know. Mystery. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.